Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. You might remember us chatting to Alana Nuno Flaherty and her sister Kelly uh, a few weeks back. Uh, Alana is uh, back on the line right now. Hi, Alana. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, Alana. Now, just remind us, um, you and your sister Kelly were telling us about your mum, Tara, and you were fundraising because um, she needed the first of a number of important operations. Isn't that right? Yes, that's correct. So talk to me a little uh, about what happened there and the fundraising and all of that. So, mum was diagnosed with atlantoaxial subluxation and she required immediate surgery on her C1 and her C2. Um, recently, she's only, I think, 10 or 11 days out of surgery now. She had the surgery up in University Hospital Galway. Um, you know, and she's flying it now at the moment, which is great. And it's great to have it done and over with. But there will be more surgery to come. But this was the main surgery. This was the life-saving surgery. And we are just so thankful that mom was able to have the opportunity to be able to have this surgery. And I suppose thank you so much to everyone out there who did donate and share our campaign and help get our mom her surgery. You know, we will be forever grateful. And she's actually here with me. Um, she would like to say a few words herself, if that would be all right. Of course, absolutely. Tara uh, is on the line as well. And how are you, Tara? Good morning to you, Joe. I'm not too bad, recovering slowly. Um, so tell, tell us about your journey and give us a sense of what that first surgery was like. Well, as you know, the girls went into depth about what I had in the rheumatoid. Unfortunately, if you look up any of the symptoms of rheumatoid, it will always show you, you know, the sore joints, swollen joints, stiffness. You know, I've had those on and off for the period of the last 13 years. Um, two years ago, I started experiencing a very bad pain in my neck uh, to the point where my voice started going. You can hear it still not that properly. And if I was very stiff. I'd have to go out at 2 and 3 in the morning to the region and go on morphine for the pain. And I'd toddle back into work at 9 o'clock the next morning. Pain gone. You know, so it was making a liar of me, really. It was only makeup and you look good, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, and you, you, you'd be, you know, you have a fairly public-facing job, wouldn't you? I mean, a lot of people listening probably know you. Um, absolutely, Shabad. I worked in Visage Beauty for nearly 20 years in O'Connell Street, and then I transferred. I worked for home care company, Homestead Senior Care, and I've been with them now for 10 years. So I, I say I'm well-known between clients of your past and present as well, you know, and then I'm from Limerick and my family are as well. So, you know, we go back a long way. Yeah. And, so, and and so you you've been struggling with this as you say for for decades, but obviously getting progressively years. worse. Yeah, and actually the funny thing is the rheumatoid started burning out there in the last five or six years. So I seem to have transferred from the medical side things to surgical side because I was just very unfortunate. I've met people that have been diagnosed with rheumatoid and they're put straight onto the biologic drugs and they're wonderful. You can see people nearly doing cartwheels on them. So I would be a very small minority of people who just doesn't respond to that new treatment, you know, and I have it so long as well. So, my, you know, Kelly has the rheumatoid as well, and I always said to her, stop worrying about it, because her biggest problem was that she wants us, she just wants to have mummy's monster hands, you know. I said, you won't be like me, you know, you, there are a lot of treatments. I think people worry when I actually see them, they kind of go, oh my God, you know. But like, again, I would fool people, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I was with my rheumatologist there 12 months ago and I'd had an MRI because I'd been complaining with the pain in my neck. And he said, we had the results. And he said, you're in trouble with that neck, you know. I said, what do you mean? And I said, I know I am. I said, but what can we do? I thought he was going to send me for physio. And he said, if you don't want a surgery, he said, you're going to become quadriplegic. And that really frightened me. Terrifying. For the first month, yeah, I actually couldn't pronounce the word, I think, out of sight. You know, so... Uh, um, Tara, can, can you just move uh, your mouthpiece a little closer, please? I'm just—we're just struggling to hear you oh, a little bit there. Oh, sorry. sorry, can you hear me now? Ah, yes, that's much oh. better. Yes, sorry. Okay. So, so, so you were saying that uh, he was telling you, look, you're in, you're in trouble with the neck, and, and you, you could mm-hmm. be a paraplegic. So, obviously, sur- surgery was very important. Absolutely. So he said to me, look, you know, we'll try and get your referral to somewhere. So I waited for twelve months. There was nothing happening. And a pattern developed where I was going out to the regional, going on morphine, coming back. I was spending a lot of time in bed. Um, I used to look after Limerick City, Limerick County. I had to hand back Limerick County because the pain was just too bad. You know, my days were too long. And I was just about functioning. You know, I had a list of complaints between deafness, dizziness, motion sickness. My swallow was going. I Actually, a week before I went into hospital, I was beginning to choke on my feet. Everything was kind of liquid at that stage. Right. And that also began to last, you know, I started losing. And, and, and Tara, where did the surgery take place? Well, initially, out of desperation, I met a surgeon. He's from Dublin, but he opened a clinic here in Limerick. And it was through desperation, I rang his secretary and I said, can I actually meet him and have a chat and just see how serious is this because I'm struggling? So when I met him, he was a lovely guy. And he said, look, you definitely need a surgery. He said he was looking at an old MRI that shows five millimetres distension. You should be at zero. And he said to me, look, you need surgery. He said, it is quite dangerous. And he said, you need to mind yourself. One wrong cough, one wrong sneeze, one wrong turn. That's cursing speed. You'll hit the ground, you won't know, and there'll be no bringing you back. And the reason being, you've got two arteries that wrap around the C2. And if they're squashed at all... That's it. It's immediate death. That's what I was told. And, and, and then where did the surgery take place? We're chatting to Tara Flaherty. Well, initially I was going to go to Dublin and have it done, okay? And I was given the price of approximately between sixty and 7000 I have a very good boss. He said to me, look, that's not sustainable. My girls, of course, got into a panic and set up a GoFundMe page and said, look, we'll get it for you. Don't be worrying about it. You know, and we knew it was quite immediate. But thank God, um, it was... Professor John McCabe in Galway. Um, I met him actually privately and he said, look, you need this done now. So I was literally taken in within a few days and the University Hospital Galway did my surgery for me. And what difference has it made? Because I know it's the first of a number that you need. Is that right? Yeah. Well, this is what they call a life-saving surgery. That if one one collapsed onto two, that was it. I was gone, you know. So they have that done now. I was told the operation would take between three and four hours. And the biggest problem they would have had would have been to intubate me because, you know, when you get intubated under anaesthetic, they have to push your neck back. That wasn't an option with me. So they told me that I would have to kind of swallow the tube myself. And that was the most fearful thing I did with that. But I don't remember an absolute thing, you know? Yeah. And... Um, and the rest of the surgery then would have been three to seven just to stabilise those because the hardware from one and two would be too heavy for them to carry, you know. But my surgery took nine and a half hours um, because they were able to intubate me, no problem. But when they um, drilled in to the right-hand side, they hit the artery and I had an arterial bleed. So I actually met Professor McCabe 
in Galway there last Thursday to get my staples out. I had 23 staples up my head. And he said, I said to him, you have golden hands, you know. Right. Uh, he said, that finger is. Okay, and, and is there now going to be a, a gap to the next surgeries? Well, normally it takes between three and six months for someone to recover from this. But they've told me I'm, because of having the rheumatoid, my bones are a lot weaker. So it'll take between maybe six to nine months. But the plan is, it's actually changed a little bit. It was supposed to be three to seven. But when they did the MRI, I'm actually showing that my lumbar area, the lower back, the four and five, are in big trouble as well. So he thinks that it'd be more important to actually have the four and five done first and then go back up to the top again, you know. So that's an extra surgery on there again. But it's just the joy of this disease, you know. Of course, of course. But I mean, it, it's great that you got that first surgery out of the way. And Alana is uh, still with us as well, Tara O'Flaherty's um, okay. daughter. Um, uh, Alana, I, I presume, you know, you want to thank listeners and everyone else for their generosity as well through the GoFundMe page. Absolutely. Um, from the very beginning, like we've had such amazing support from our friends, some family and of course people we don't even know which has been absolutely amazing. And we thank you all so much for helping save our mom's life. Um, she was told she wouldn't see her 50th birthday, which was only a couple of days ago. And now, because of the surgery, she was able to have her 50th birthday. And she's around for us again, you know. And we'll be forever grateful, grateful like I said. Like, it's absolutely amazing. Um, also, an Irish influencer, um, uh, Lucy Fitz, um, she ran a competition for us uh, on Instagram and we have absolutely amazing prizes. Um, you know, there's a thousand euros worth of prizes um, to be given away and you know, we've had absolutely amazing support from that competition too. Um, it is still up and running. If anyone out there would like to enter it, there is still time. Um, but yeah, we are just so happy to have our mom around and we'll... Uh, I don't even have the right words. Thank you, everyone, so much who okay. helped, you know, keep our mum alive. Right. Well, listen, it's very, very good news on that front. Uh, thank you, Alana Nuno Flaherty, for joining us again who, with us a few weeks ago with her sister Kelly talking about that uh, fundraiser for her mum, Tara Flaherty, and the very important surgery that Tara has now had. Uh, great that you got to celebrate your 50th birthday and uh, the very best of luck to you in your initial recovery and then uh, the surgeries that are still to come. And uh, Tara, thank you for talking to us this morning and Alana too. Call Limerick today now on 461995.